Happy Easter. First of all, to all of our first-time guests, welcome to Faith Bible Church. Uh, and to our television audience, welcome to Faith Bible. Let's give our first-time guests and our television audience a big, huge round of applause. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hey, I want to say Happy Easter and Merry Christmas. Figure I might as well say both since Christmas. The last, next time I'm going to see some of y'all. So, uh, <laughs> is it true? That's what I want to know. Amen. Amen. Hey, look, man, we're not going to believe them. Uh, we're going to get right to the word. I, I, I want to speak a very simple message. And yet, what I believe is a very powerful message, uh, and that is that the resurrection is not an event, it's a person. The resurrection is not an event, but it's a, a person. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said this, he said to, to, to Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Who, who believes in me will live even if he dies. A lot of people don't understand that when Jesus said this, he said it in the context of a much broader story. That story is of two ladies and their brother who are actually close friends of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 11, the Bible says that Mary and Martha sent to Jesus to tell him that their brother Lazarus was sick. Understand that Lazarus was a very close friend of Jesus. As a matter of fact, they were so close that in verse 5 of John chapter 11, Jesus says that he loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But then in that same passage of Scripture, he, the Bible says that when he found out that Lazarus was sick, he waited for two more days before he left where he was in order to go see about his sick friend. It didn't make much sense to me, and I'm sure it didn't make sense to Mary and Martha why he would wait two days to go see about his sick friend, especially given the fact that Jesus said that he loved his sick friend. The disciples protest, and they tell Jesus, we don't need to go down there. And the reason why we don't need to go down there is because the Jews already want to kill us. And we're afraid that if we go over there, they're going to kill us. Jesus tells the disciples, listen, our friend is asleep and we're going over there to check on him. The disciples are confused when he says sleep and they say, well, Jesus, if he's asleep, He's going to wake up at some point. Jesus basically is like, no, no, no. Y'all slow, but you're worth waiting on. When I say sleep, I don't mean sleep like sleep. I mean dead sleep. I mean life is no more sleep. And when we go over there, we're going over there, regardless of what you think or what you want or how you feel. And I'm going to tell you the reason why he says we're going over there. He said the reason why we're going over there is so that you may believe. He says, I'm going over there, disciples, because I want to help your faith. Now, you got to think. If you're one of the disciples, 
you've been following Jesus now for two to three years. So if I'm a disciple and Jesus says to me, we're about to go to this dead situation, this dangerous situation, in order to help me believe, I'm sitting here going, first of all, Jesus, I've been following you for two to three years. I've seen you heal the sick. I've seen you take two fish and five loaves and feed 5,000 people. I've seen you take sand and put it on a blind man's eyes and, and make him see again. I don't know why you would need to help me believe. But here's what Jesus was saying. He was trying to tell the disciples, yeah, you believe me for some stuff. In other words, there's some stuff in your life that your faith allows you to believe in me for. But when we go over to see Lazarus, I'm going to help kick your faith up a whole nother level. Because I'm not the God of some stuff. I'm not the God of the stuff that you think I can handle. Not only am I Lord over the sick, and not only can my power take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000, and not only can I cause blind people to see, but I'm so bigger God that I am Lord over the dead as well. My power is not limited to what you think that I can handle. My power is not limited to what your friends and family think I, I can handle. When I say that I am Lord, that means I'm Lord over everything. That means that any situation you got, I can handle it. Anything you got going on in your life, I can take care of it. And it doesn't matter how dead you think it is. When I show up on the scene, things change. Thomas, Doubting Thomas, as we know him, said this in verse chapter 16. Therefore, Thomas, who was called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, watch what he says, let us also go so that we may what? Die with him. Let, oh, okay. So they done told Jesus, Lord, the Jews want to kill us. Jesus said we're going anyway. Thomas' response to it was like, yeah, let us go over there, and we're going to die just like Lazarus. What was going on with Thomas? Thomas had a doubting moment. Now, understand that there are three kinds of doubt in the New Testament when you read it. There is the kind of doubt that means to hesitate. There's the kind of doubt that means to take your eyes off of God. But this doubt that Thomas was experiencing is a dangerous kind of doubt. In the Greek, it's called apistos, and it means no faith. And the reason why it's a dangerous kind of doubt is because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he who comes to God must believe that he is first, and then that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, the reason why the no faith kind of doubt is a problem is because if I have doubt that causes me to not have faith, then I can't even have a relationship with God, much less, much less live my life based on what God told me to do. Now, I'm going to see how many honest people we have in the house for Easter this morning. We got a lot of folks here, but I want to see how many 
honest folks we got in the house this morning. Raise your hand in here if you ever had a bout with doubt. Well, even though God said it, I don't know, Rev. Even though God said it, and I think I believe it, when it's time to go, I kind of back up. Come on, let me see your hand. You had that kind of situation. Y'all, I had one this morning. Let me tell you what happened. Your first lady woke up with the devil in her. Y'all heard what I said? She woke up on Easter Sunday morning with the devil in her. Tell you what happened. I get up and I'm in my normal Sunday morning routine. And it's Easter. It's a big Sunday for me. We've been planning for this. I mean, look at this great crowd. We got great attendance. We had to move locations the whole night. Yeah, give God a hand. Amen. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing a whole bunch of people are going to show up, right? And I'm like, all right, we got to be on this morning. So I get up and I go through my prayer routine and I, you know, study a little bit like I always do, kind of look back over my notes and ask the Lord what he really want to say to the people. And then I move past that and it's about 5, 5.15 and I'm in the bathroom and I'm shaving, and I'm still like going through my head, all right, Lord, what you want to say? All right, take them notes out of there. And then I didn't even know she was up, but I hear her call from the room, Bay, and I said, yeah. And she said, can I tell you something? I said, yeah. She said, you promise not to get angry. Now, fellas. Let me just hip you to something, okay? Listen, listen, listen. I'm giving you game right now. If your lady, listen, young man, if, if she ever tell you you can't get mad, chances are whatever she about to tell you, Cody, you're going to be hot, bro. I didn't want to make that commitment. So I said, what you want to tell me? She said, you didn't say you wouldn't get mad. I said, Joyce, tell me what you want to tell me. She said, well, the other day when I called you and told you that I was off on Thursday, I wasn't like really off like I took a day off. But Thursday was my last day on my job. <laughs> I almost cut myself down, I almost cut myself. And then it got worse. She said, I decided that I was tired of taking their stuff and I was just sick of them and so I quit my job. So I ain't got no job no more. I can't tell y'all the first thing that popped in my head. It's Easter and we in church. But in my mind, I'm going, first of all, why would you drop that on me? right now. You know I got a big day ahead of me. It's Easter Sunday. Why in the world would you tell? Then I start thinking evil. I was like, she telling me that because she know I ain't going to say nothing. She know I can't do nothing. I can't get out of the spiritualness because it's Easter. And I can't cuss her out and then go preach. <laughs> she know what she doing. Then my next thought was, why would she do that? I 
mean, I pride myself on being the provider. I pride myself on taking care of my family. My wife, she don't pay no bills. I handle everything. But can I tell you something? When she dropped this on me like she did, the first thing I thought was, Lord, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? So I'm not saying nothing. I'm saving and all this kind of stuff running through my head. And then she said, Bay, say something. <laughs> I didn't say nothing, right? I just kept shaving, bro. And she said, Bay, say something. And I ain't say nothing. I just kept shaving because I said, Lord, if I say anything, Cal, it ain't going to be good, bro. And then she said, Bay, look at me. I said, I ain't going to even look at her, because if I look at her, I'm going to explode. I'm just shaving. She said, babe, look at me. Finally, I looked at her, and she said, April Fool's. <laughs> you ain't got God in you nowhere. <laughs> That's just mean, man. That's mean. <laughs> But can I tell you the first thing that came in, even though God has provided for and protected and kept us all of these years, the first thing that I wrestled with was doubt. Like, Lord, what are we going to do what now? And if I was in my correct thinking, I would have thought back over how he's taken care of us through unemployment, through missed opportunities, and our own stupidity when we messed it up, I would have thought back to all of the times when we thought we weren't going to make it, and then all of a sudden, we get a check in the mail for just what we need. I would have thought back over my life and thought about how he's watched over me and protected me and kept me no matter what. Doubt crept in. And I started saying, Lord, what am I going to do what? Hey, can I speak to somebody? You're in here today. And the truth is, it's Easter, but you can't half celebrate. And the reason why is because you got a dead situation. And like Thomas, the enemy has planted seeds of doubt in your mind. And in your mind, it's hopeless. In your mind, there's nothing that you can do about it. In your mind, it's too far gone. And Satan has convinced you that there isn't anything that you or your God can do about it. But I stopped out here to tell you, we serve a God who specializes in hopeless situations. Watch, 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 watch what happens. Watch this. Verse 21. I want you to pay attention to this. Watch this. Martha then said to Jesus, watch this. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have what? He wouldn't have died if you would have been here. What's going on with Martha? Martha is realizing the reality and the heaviness of her situation. She, she's not ignoring the reality of it. 
She says, I got a dead situation on my hand. I got a situation that's too much for me to handle. It's hopeless in most cases. I got a situation where ain't nothing I can do about it. Listen, and then verse 22 happens. She says, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. In verse 21, Martha comes to grip with the hopelessness of her situation. But then in verse 22, she has a moment where faith kicks in. I, I want you to get this. In 21, she says, my brother is what? Dead. But then in verse 22, she says, even now. What's going on with Martha? Martha, in verse 21, realizes how bad off she is, how bad off her situation is. But then, in verse 22, her faith gets activated, and she says, even now. In other words, what happened with Martha was she realized who she was talking to, and she realized that no matter how bad the situation is, the person that she's talking to could take care of it. Can I tell you something? Some of y'all need an even now moment. You got a dead situation in your life. You got a verse 21 situation and what you need is a verse 22 kind of faith because the only thing that will help a verse 21 situation is a verse 22 kind of faith. What is it, pastor? It's the kind of faith when I'm discouraged, it says, even now. When I'm hopeless, it says, even now. When things have gone from bad to worse, my faith says, even now, the devil is a liar. My God can and he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or imagine. Say, so even now, faith. Watch this, watch this. She goes on and Jesus tells her, she says, Jesus says, your brother will rise again. She says, I know my brother gonna rise again at the resurrection, the last day. Jesus then tells her in verse 25, I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. What's going on, pastor? She has limited the resurrection to an event. And she tells Jesus, I know that he's going to rise again at the last day. Jesus is like, no, 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 Martha, 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 you got it twisted. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. If the resurrection was an event, there would be no power in it. If the resurrection was an event, it would just be something of the past that we celebrate once a year. But the resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. And what Jesus was saying to her was, you don't have to look forward to the resurrection. The resurrection is in front of you right now. 
What he was saying to her was, this the resurrection. He didn't say, I will be the resurrection. He didn't say, I can be the resurrection. He didn't even say, I caused the resurrection to happen. But instead, he said, I am the resurrection. What he was saying was, the power of the resurrection is not on a day, it's not on a cross, but it's in me. Can I tell you something? And if you've got the resurrection living inside of you, you've got the power of the resurrection living inside of you as well. So we don't have to wait till Easter to experience that power. But every day, the resurrection walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. And in dead situations, the resurrection demonstrates his power. The Bible says in verse 43 that Jesus said, stood at the grave of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forward. The Bible says that the disciples rolled the stone away and Lazarus came walking out of the grave in his grave clothes. Don't miss this. And then he told the disciples, he said, take off his grave clothes. Why did he tell him to take off his grave clothes? Here's the reason why. Because grave clothes are meant for dead stuff. And alive stuff have no business with grave clothes on. And so the reason why he told him to take his grave clothes off is because Lazarus was dead, but now he's alive. What's your point, pastor? My point is, if Christ is alive, why do you treat him like he's dead? Why are you still walking around with grave clothes on? What kind of grave clothes, pastor? The grave clothes of doubt that says God is limited to what he can and will do in my life. What kind of grave clothes, pastor? The grave clothes of hopelessness that says I got situations in my life that God can't handle. I stopped by here to tell somebody the devil is a liar. Jesus Christ lives and he doesn't just live, but he lives inside of you and me and what that means is even the dead situations in my life are subject to his lordship even the dead situations in my life he's able to resurrect them so if my marriage is too far gone God can cause it to be healed if I'm discouraged he gives me hope if I'm frustrated he gives me wisdom whatever I need it's in the power of the resurrection do you receive that today give God a hand of praise